Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast, support for the journey of parenting. Our children are constantly growing and every day holds new challenges and opportunities. And we believe that transformed parents positively impact the lives of their children. That's why it's critical that we as parents keep growing in every way more and more like Christ. Informed by social science and Christian faith, the Raising Parents Podcast is a practical resource to encourage and equip parents. We are a ministry of Highland Park Community Church in Casper, Wyoming. Guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning, today. Whatever part of the day you find yourselves, thanks for hanging out with us. Hey, my name is Harold, and I am the family ministry pastor here at Highland Park. And it is my privilege today to welcome Miss Stephanie Harrison to our podcast. And um, she is a, a licensed counselor in our school district. And I just couldn't help but believe that she could give us some incredible insight and benefit by having a conversation with us today about um, what our children, children are experiencing during those many, many hours that they're away from us during the school day. So, Stephanie, welcome. Thanks, Harold. Thanks for having me. Uh, so glad you're here. Hey, um, so fill me in. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, my name is Stephanie Harrison, like you said, and I am a wife and mother. Um, I've been married for 28 years to my husband, Jerry, and we have three sons. Okay. We have um, Austin, we have Ryan, and we have Connor, and we're also grandparents of four. Okay. So that's... That's super exciting. Um, and all of our sons are here in Wyoming with us. And yeah. we're really just happy to be here. We're originally from Central Florida. So we've been here in Casper for almost 14 years. Oh, Central Florida to Casper, and Wyoming. Absolutely. A little bit a, of a difference uh, there. Just slightly. Yeah. The weather, um, that's the big one. That's the so, big one. Yeah. No palm trees in Casper. Uh, no, not that I've found. That's awesome. And three boys. Three boys. And, and four grandchildren? I do. We have two boys and two girls. That's awesome. Awesome. So again, years of experience and wisdom you're going to bring to this room. That's awesome. I will try my best. And, and you're, uh, you are a licensed clinical I therapist. I am. I am. I'm a licensed professional counselor. Um, have been for 20 years. I was originally licensed in Florida. Mm -hmm. And then um, when we moved here to Wyoming, just received reciprocity okay. here in Wyoming. So. So I have been working um, in the school system since I've been here. So uh, what, I'm sorry, 14 years? Almost 14 years. 14 years. Mm -hmm. 14 years. And what, what grade specifically or a variety? Or? Um, over the years, a variety because I've done quite a few things with the school district. Um, so I have um, worked elementary through high school, um, but primary uh, middle and high school. Middle and high school. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Again, when, when I first met you, Stephanie, I was thinking, man, she's got to have some perspective. That would just be incredible for parents and myself to, to just hear from. So, sure. so can we, we jump right in? Sure, and just, absolutely. I, I'd love to hear about, when I think about um, raising children, that there are so many influences in, the, in their lives and how that amount of time that they spend at school and all of the differing influences that are there. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about those influences? Sure. Um, with our kids, we have... In the school system, there are lots of positive influences. Um, we have our teachers, we have our administrators, we have our coaches. Mm. Um, and, and in some aspects, they do have positive peer influences in some areas. Okay. Um, I think the biggest struggle are those negative yeah. influences that, that, they, that we see as school counselors. They have 
we're going to go back. I'm going to go to peers. Yeah. You know, so many times that influence of that, that those peers and those negative influences, because what we're seeing is that need to fit in, yeah. that need to have acceptance, yeah. that need, that mm. just that innate need to be liked. Um, so we, we see that a lot. Um, another really um, negative um, influence is social media. Oh, okay. Yeah. We see the influence of social media on a daily basis. We do, yeah. Um, we see the way that um, their moods change based on mm. something that's either posted or talked about. Okay. We see their their behaviors changed based on the latest TikTok trend okay. or yeah. or yeah. Um, um, the activities that they do. We see the influence of those behaviors. Um, negatively on on our kids yeah yeah the, the significant influences on going back to peers and, and adults sure, um, sure, sure. i've heard a lot of parents and and youth that i've worked with talk about you know um, many of them are good influences absolutely but but many are not mm-hmm. and and i say both uh, peers and adults mm-hmm. some of the adults that they in, experience during their day at school um have their own ideologies have their own and and um and they're challenged by them, and in they some are. some ways, it's it's very concerning some of the ideological um, uh, inventions that they're trying to persuade or promote. Um, so yeah, so and then social media, we, we don't think of social media as much as school because oh, certainly they there. wouldn't. Yeah, they're constantly they're constantly on it. Yeah, yeah. We we have some adult friends who uh, who said, "Hey, I'm, come on over and hang out with a group of us. We're going to stand around or get around tonight and just stare at our phones." Oh, and you know, <laughs> that's what it is. Even yeah. though obviously phones aren't allowed, phones are supposed to be put up. Yeah, they're still there, and yeah. the influence is on it. It's daily and it's all day, and it it does mm. affect. It does affect their mood. Um, it affects yeah. the way that they behave, the way that they communicate or not communicate right. with others. Yeah, um, and and the the teachers, it's a struggle for them. It's a struggle to, to try to influence in that positive way by still providing some discipline yeah. and some consequences. This, yeah, very good. Very good. Think about, I'm thinking about the, the value of the passing period, mm-hmm. right? How many, how many minutes does a, a youth have now to get from one class Usually to another? Usually it's about five minutes. About five mm-hmm. minutes. And there's so much that happens in those five oh, minutes. Absolutely. When I hear the conversations of youth of, of what they, what happens in those five minutes and and um, so the, the amount of influence, what are you seeing in the passing hall? Oh, the passing period. Yeah. There's lots of um, he said, she said, they said <laughs> a yeah. lot of those conversations happening, which, of course, influences our our students um, when they go to the next class and try to do what they're supposed to do, whether it's a math class or a language arts class. Yeah. It, it's hard. Um, a lot of hands and feet, you know, we flying. Um, yeah. We see a lot of, of that disruption in the hallway. Okay. Um, a lot of it's based on the, the, what they've, and I'm going to go back to social media. I, I know I keep dwelling there, but it, the fact that what they've read yeah. in that hallway, um, maybe they did have their phone put up, but what they're reading, mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to react based on sure. that. Um, so I think, um, for parents, I think that's the biggest piece is that mm. social media, you've got to know what your kids are looking at and what, um, 
what they have on their phones, yeah. what they're involved in, because that's an all-day thing. Again, that, that influencer that goes everywhere that you go, it's in your Absolutely. back pocket and or in your person, and uh, it's always, always with you. It is. Um, so what, I, I thought this question, what are, what are we as parents assuming that's going on at school that you live in that world that that's not necessarily happening? Or what are we blind to? What's happening sure. that we don't know? Um, I think the level of behaviors in the school system, parents are just unaware. Okay. Um, I think when they go to school or they send their students to school, mm. um, they are getting an education. And we have amazing, amazing educators yeah. here in Atrena County. And I think that's what teacher or parents feel like their students are going and getting that that education but what i think they're missing yeah. is the level of disruption disruptions in that education mm. the behaviors um not only the behaviors but um just the social and um, lack of social and emotional skills that our students have okay. which influences others it's yeah. a huge piece that I think parents just don't recognize. Can you just briefly give me some specific examples of what that looks like? What are the behaviors or the disruptions that you're seeing? Oh, anything from um, work refusal, um, okay. anything um, telling the teachers, um, using extreme profanity with teachers, okay. um, yeah. barreling out of the classroom, fights in the classroom, yeah. Um, desk being tipped over in classrooms. Mm -hmm. um, this is happening and it's it's scary. And even if it is a student that is um, is very um, emotionally stable, it, yeah. it, it weighs on them. Okay. Um, and then a lot of that, just the, the things that we're seeing um, with the emotional side of things is mm -hmm. hard for, for a lot of students to be able to manage. Mm. Yeah, I think we would all like to have an idealistic... Uh, opinion about what what's happening during the day um quite honestly it's it's almost like um, parents are so busy themselves mm -hmm. and the world that they live in is is challenging as well that they're hoping that their sons or daughters are having a better environment to live in where in truth th there's not a whole lot different is there between what are we as adults are dealing with and, no yeah i for parents i feel you have to be present mm. you have to be connected you have to be in tune and okay. going to school and feeling like they're getting all the things that they need yeah. um, socially, emotionally, and educationally, it's just not happening. Yeah. So as parents we and grandparents, we have to be that key. We have to be that piece of the puzzle that's missing. We have to know what's going on and be present and be that that support for our students, our kids. Now you may have to ask this question. I, I wasn't expecting to do this, but <laughs> you just made me think of something that how could I, as a grandparent or a parent, how can I be involved in the life of my son or daughter in their education, apart from just like going to their basketball games or something like that? How could I actively be a part of their school? Sure. I would just say have conversations with them, okay. have real conversations with them, have them sit down and talk and mm -hmm. ask questions. You're going to get answers like, eh, good, fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> How was your day? It was good. Yeah. It was fine. Dwell into that. Ask them questions. And I know a lot of times as parents, when we have our, our students have at, you know, quote attitudes yeah. or yeah. they're, they're not saying much, we kind of back off, but 
but almost you have to keep saying, you know, look past that because a lot of times I feel like the attitude is just a deflection of, Hey, I'm struggling and I I can't talk about it. Um, so as parents to be part of that, just be present. And I think just listening, I can't stress enough about just listening. Mm. Um, sometimes, um, our kids, our students, and even us personally, we don't need things fixed. We just need somebody to listen yeah. and to hear what we're saying. That's so true. That's so true. What are, do you believe that the educators, the teachers, uh, administration, uh, counselors, are, are you receptive to parents wanting to have conversation and know what's going on in the life of their children? Are oh, you able to do that? Absolutely. I know as a school counselor, I encourage, encourage that. And I know our administrators do. Um, you know, everybody... I feel tries their best to yeah. do the things that they can do, but there is, um, we want that involvement. Yeah. The more that we have that involvement, the more that we can stay on the same page yeah. and help the, the, the students that are struggling, help our kids that are struggling. Right. Right. My, my daughter's an educator in the district. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I hear uh, of the challenges that she's facing and how much of a difference it makes when, when a, a, a parent will, will reach out and want to have a dialogue with her, um, I see her working hours into the evening, uh, weekends. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an incredible challenge for an it educator is. today and having the respect and consideration of what they're trying to accomplish. Um, like you mentioned classroom management, mm-hmm. just managing, managing sure. that everyone is safe and, and in a sensible environment is um, increasingly more and more uh, a challenge for an educator apart from absolutely. information giving you know, absolutely. and teaching. It is an absolute struggle, and I think... The big struggle is when you don't have that communication, that lack of communication. If I can encourage anything with parents is open that door, have that, have those hard conversations with your, your school counselor, your principal, your teachers. Um, They might not be what you want to hear, but sometimes we need to hear those hard things. And, you know, that kind of puts the light bulb on sometimes, even for me personally. Yeah, the statement that ignorance is bliss when coming to parenting is not true. It is not true. And I think, you know, just even as a grandparent, I have a middle school granddaughter, and it's a struggle, you know. Mm. We are very, very close, but there's still things that I miss. And there's still things that I go, what? You know, how did I I miss that? I'm in tune. I've talked to her. I listened to her. However, it's, you know, there's, we can't do enough. There you go. That's my message. Yeah. At this season of their life, we won't be uh, having this degree of influence in their life no. that we do for these short 18 years that they're uh, in our homes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a um, conversation with one of my close friends um, last night, and she made some, she made a comment about raising her own sons. Yeah. And she said, I have eight more summers with them. Well, well <laughs> and done. she yeah. said, what, how do I want those summers to look? How do I want our interactions mm. to be? How do I want to, you know, be a parent? How do I want to parent them? Yeah. So I thought that was, was really insightful because we eight summers. That's not a lot that's when you not think a about lot. it. And it goes so fast. It does. And family ministry, we call that intentional parenting. Exactly. We're, we're, we're very intentional and strategic in how we parent. Absolutely. Um, so now I'm going to step, if I can, I'm going to switch over a little bit because I, I want some help. Sure, sure. Some very practical what can I do to Absolutely. improve being an intentional parent? So um, how you, you mentioned communication. What's a, what's, would you tell us that really critical, maybe the top three things when it comes to communicating with your son or daughter, um, what would you want us to know? 
I think the first thing is to stop, um, check where we're at emotionally. Okay. Um, to have those open, honest, direct conversations with anybody, but especially our yeah. our kids, um, we have to come from a place of love. Um, okay. I'm a big, um, you know, positive parenting and parenting in love, not anger. Yeah. So when you look at that, if you can stop and say, okay, let me check myself, where am I? Okay. And then stop, listen, and hear what they're saying. And I think as, as little defensiveness as we can because sometimes okay. again our kids will tell us hard things yeah we have to respect that that's where they're coming from and that's their perspective mm, that's good whether or not it's our perspective or not it's theirs yeah sometimes the best thing that we say to our children are the things we choose not to say exactly right that we we um we recognize that while that might be something we want to say will it, will it really benefit my son sure. or daughter sure i love that so stop take emotional inventory of yourself exactly um and then listen effectively right listen listen accurately and effectively and then um again strategic and intentional about how you'll respond absolutely okay absolutely very good very good so communication how about coping so as a parent um yeah our emotional regulation and and our um, our thoughts concerning our children how do we ourselves uh cope with the challenges of parenting oh wow um Sadly, there's not a textbook yeah, right? for that. Well, there's plenty out there. It's just there's there. plenty out there, but not so much for, for um, parenting. Yeah. Um, coping skills for parenting. I guess somebody could write that book. Yeah. However, I would say again, you have to. It's going to go back to how are you handling your emotional state. Yeah. That's for any of us. If we're going to have effective, positive coping skills yeah. and project those positive coping skills. That's going to be the key. Yeah. But one of the, the coping, co- several of the coping skills that, that I like, having a support system, okay. having a positive support system, yeah. whether that's a friend, a another family member, a mm. church, a community group, yeah. a just one person that you know that you can connect with as a parent and, and talk about the struggles that you have. Yeah. Because then you can project that and you can show that and you can model that for right. our kids. Um, get out, move, yep. do something that you enjoy. Parenting is not easy. Right. And if you you spend all of your time um, enmeshed in that parenting mm. and not do the things that you need to do for yourself, um, that's that's a big thing. That is a big thing. We we learn from the airlines that we put our uh, oxygen mask on first, right? Absolutely. So sometimes some of the best thing we can do for our children is be a healthy uh, adult role model yeah. for them. Yeah. And you know, if if you're struggling as a parent, um, get help. Yeah. You know, we, we talk a lot about getting help for our children and getting yeah. help for our students, but you know, that's not a bad thing sometimes to go talk to someone that mm. doesn't have a take in the, the situation. There's lots of us counselors out there right. that yeah, sure. would be happy to talk about those things. So I think just again, managing, you know, as a parent yeah. coping with the things that you need to cope with as well. And then and recognizing our children and how they are trying to cope. Absolutely. Um, being aware of conflict avoidance or, or conflict aggression or, or the exactly. different ways of, of which there are personal interpersonal conflicts, um, how they're coping. Um, and then trying to, how do we enter into their, their world of coping and help them? And it's so difficult because one of the things that we are seeing is that rise of those fears, those worries, yeah. those anxiety that lead to some real intense anxieties. Yeah. And, 
um, has led to depression. And we're seeing that with our, our students. We're right. seeing that so greatly that it, you know, talking to parents about that and having parents hear that, yeah. it's a very difficult thing because that's on a rise. It is. It, it definitely is. And we, as the church, we get to come along and we have voices and messages of hope. Absolutely. Um, I read this the other day that, that hope is the remembrance of our future. Mm-hmm. And that um, when we recognize that, that this may be for a moment, but there's another day dawning and then there's an eternity awaiting for us that, that is incredibly um, hopeful hope filled. And, um, so, but giving perspective, um, giving a a voice, uh, of, of hope of remembrance of their future. Uh, remember as a teenager, we thought, um, that our whole life was going to be like 14 (laughs) or 15. And if that's not scary, um, while as adults now we recognize it's a different challenge, but it's not 14 or 15. It's not. And trying to talk with kids about this too shall pass yeah. is a concept that they don't understand. Right. And it's, you know, we, one of the things that I really try to do with my students is just inspire that hope. Yeah. You know, you are valuable, you are worthy, you are important and build that mm. hope so that they can have that for the future. Because if we can, if we can build hope, fullness instead of hopelessness oh, very we good. have gotten we are on the way of okay. improving the, the the mental health and the emotional health of our students well let, let's talk a little bit now about the significant mental disorders that are many of absolutely. our youth are presenting now anxiety depression mm-hmm. suicidal ideation Abs- absolutely um, we see it every day yeah how, how do you as a school counselor how do you um know when uh, you, you're serving and it can be effective and when to refer or, or how, how do you go about that? Sure. If the anxiety is interfering with their, or the depression mm-hmm. um, is interfering with just their day-to-day life. Yeah. If they're not, if they're struggling or not able to come to school, right. if they are not um, doing well in their classes, yeah. if they are struggling just to focus and to concentrate and they're talking about all of the fears and the worries and the hopelessness and Mm. the sadness you know if that gets to the point where it's not a conversation that that I can have with them as a counselor and give them some coping strategies to use um, that are effective then I'm going to make a phone call for parents and if there's any type of suicidal thoughts or ideations, that's an immediate contact and reach out to parents and say, let's talk about this and opening that line of communication and, um, talking about how to best help. And that's, that's those outside resources, right? And we have amazing resources within the district. Sometimes we have to reach out to our community and say, Hey, you know, I've got this student who is, um, is actively suicidal. I need some help for a further assessment and a pl- maybe even a placement yeah. to keep them safe for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will never regret um, having not taken seriously or, or taking seriously suicidal ideation or, or anxiety or depression. Absolutely. But we may regret having not done so. And Absolutely. And for parents, um, talk about it with your students. It's not going to, I think sometimes the idea of talking about mental health or yeah. even suicide is going to make it worse, but it's not. It's opening right. that door so your child knows, hey, I'm aware of this. I know that it's out there. And it is not a secret. Right. You know, for our, our students, it's not a secret that you keep. 
If you are feeling this way or you have somebody that's feeling this way, there's help out there. So we really need to have parents open that line of communication, which I know is extremely difficult. From personal experience, it's extremely difficult to open those lines of communication, but it has to be done to help our students and help our kids. And Stephanie, you're, you have such a huge caseload when I consider oh, all, the, all the, the children in your charge mm-hmm. that um, as much as you would like to have a, a treatment plan or a, a therapeutic intervention with every child that, that would serve their needs in anxiety, depression, or, or, or others, but um, that's when you would refer them to um, other clinicians. Sure, sure. As a school counselor, um, you know, there's different roles in the, the school district. Um, we do have therapeutic counselors. We do coordinate with okay. um, Central Wyoming Counseling Center. Okay. We have lots of resources. However, um, if there is a need for um, to reach out to um, Wyoming Behavioral Institute or yeah. um, Central Wyoming Counseling Center has some crisis lines, um, suicide okay. crisis lines that they've just opened. Okay. So um, we have a lot of resources that can happen that we're going to give. We're going to inundate parents with resources very, to help their, their kids. Yeah, so so moms and dads, just hear both Stephanie and myself say clearly that there, there are resources available um, and uh, always default on the side of being overly cautious. Absolutely. Um, and and uh, if at all, we need to understand a mandatory report is is uh, is necessary whenever you have uh, a son or daughter or a friend of the son or daughter, any youth or any person really for that matter that are indicating an intent to harm themselves or others. Please, please uh, take the initiative and do something with that. Please do. So, um, Stephanie, just kind of wrapping up here a little bit today, uh, some heavy stuff. It right? is. It is heavy. It but is heavy. Uh, the value of our children, though, I mean, that's why it's it's so significant that we would look across the room and, and see that precious life that God's gifted us to, to have charge and influence over. Um, it, it requires the best of us. It really does. It does. And that's what I sometimes, you know, look at and you say, why am I in this place at yeah. this time? And, you know, I, I love the kids that I've worked with and continue to work with. And I just want the best for them. I want that hope for their future. And, um, you know, I try my best to instill that for them and in them. I love that about our district. I know like numerous educators and counselors in our district and their motive for going to work every day, doing the extra hours in the evening and and going in on the weekends and, and going that extra mile with their their, their children is a motive of a love. It is. they, They genuinely do care. And um, it's something to see a, a, a teacher um, in great distress pray, uh, praying and, and um, just in tears over something that's going on in the life of their child that, that they get to educate. And um, again, you recognize that that goes beyond just a, a paycheck or, it is. or a vocation. It's, we have amazing yeah. um, administrators and teachers and yeah. counselors um, that are there for, for your kids every single day just because yeah. they love. That's their passion. That's their heart. Right. And... Sometimes it's extremely rewarding, but I'm going to tell you every day it's a t- it's a it's hard. It's a task. It's a task. And that's where um, some of those educators might not have their best day, and can sometimes, uh, being human, they may um, err and uh, and make a mistake. And and all of the great great work that they've done leading up to that moment is is washed away by one uh, emotive moment themselves or something uh, of indiscretion. And um, and so I, I give a lot of grace. Yeah to our educators. And, yes, they, and, they definitely yeah. need our grace they and do. our prayers. And our <laughs> prayers. Amen. Well, um, so there, I, I, I can't help but see great hope 
um, for for what's transpiring. You, you you said something earlier about authentic and, and intimate in that um, our children, uh, this is called Raising Parents Podcast because mm-hmm. in many ways I feel like our children are raising us. Sometimes. And increasingly so there's a culture that's developing of authenticity and transparency. Mm-hmm. And, and you may not like what they have to say or, or their ideologies or opinions, but they're not going to be um, slow to let you know. No. Um, where before there was a lot of avoidance and, and, and uh, pretentiousness going on. And, and so I'm, I think there's a lot of hope there. Um, I would agree. What, what do you see in, it's happening in resiliency with our, with our teens today? Our, our kids are very resilient. Uh, I think that that's something that um, I've seen a bigger struggle with yeah. um, in this last, I would say, couple of years, just because of mm-hmm. the way the world has gone. Yeah. Um, it's been difficult for our, our kids. Um, however, they're coming through and they are thriving. It is difficult. I think the next couple years, we're going to just really have to work very, very hard okay. um, to get them through just the unknowns. Yeah. But they, they are resilient and they will be resilient. And as much as we can just, you know, you just talked about authenticity and being open, honest and direct yeah. with them and leading them to, to know that they can do things. They, they, they will do things. Um, and mm. kids are resilient. Kids have gone through a lot, but they come out. They come out better. They certainly can. We, we learn from Scripture that, that our character is developed through suffering and perseverance. It is. And, um, and, and um, there's been a great deal of that. Um, in many ways, <clears throat> our, our youth are growing up in what in our history would be a wartime experience. Um, the war over a pandemic. Yes. And now actively a war in, in Europe. Yes. Um, and so through those trials and tribulations, <clears throat> excuse me, they will, they will learn resiliency They will, and their character will be defined yes. and, and, and developed. Um, so lastly, uh, leaving a legacy, how as parents, how can we as knowing our influence be strategic in, in partnering with their education moments and, and, and the, what they're going through with their, their season of education? How can we influence that legacy? What can we do? I think the biggest thing, it goes back to what I, I talked about before, but be present. Yeah. Be there. Love your kids through everything, no matter what. Yeah. Um, that's very hard. Um, again, speaking from personal experience, it's hard to sometimes love them sure. <laughs> unconditionally through those struggles. Yeah. However, that's what we're get, that's that legacy we're gonna leave. Because years down the road, they're going to remember, hey, mom, I yelled at you, I cursed at you, but you know what? You loved me. And I remember that. And that's who I, that's, that's what I'm going to remember from you is that you were there for me and that you loved me no matter what. That is awesome. Love your children. Love your children. Love your children. We uh, read in uh, the Lord blesses and, and, and blesses us in, and I saw that word earlier this week. To bless is to um, to give value, to affirm value. And so looking across and seeing our children, not their value based on their performance or based on, on their grades, right, or, 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 um, or their ideologies or, or personalities, temperament, uh, athletic ability, all of that goes away when we just look across and see the inherent value. That's your son or daughter. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's what I see in, in our educators is they look around and they say, that's someone's son or daughter. It is. And they have incredible value, and therefore I'm going to bless them mm-hmm. by affirming their value. 
and, 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 and continuing with that. All kids are important and valuable. Amen. Steph, let me, I, I have to thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for um, having me. And just, um, what an interesting conversation that what it is to be involved in the district as a, as a counselor and then as a mom and grandmother yourself and have all of that perspective. Thank you for sharing that with us today. You're welcome. I can't help but believe if you're out there and you have more questions of myself or, or Stephanie, please um, reach us at Highland Park Community Church at The Healing Place, and we'd love to visit with you. In all things, know that we pray and we believe that God has a plan and purpose for you as a parent and for those amazing children that you get to call your own. We love you, and we thank you so much for listening today. In Jesus' name, God bless you.